0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Uka som i er det är er extra. Det är grillsesong. säsong. alla som har fult med igenom en lång vinter vet att jag har nästan ströket mig av Men nu kan vi spisa ute. Vi kan leva ute, vi kan hänga ute och vi kan grilla. Extra har sitt största grillutvalg någonsin. Och hör gott att nu. här är er en del av grillutvalget. habanero puls, salsitcha Black Aged Pepper Cheesy Bacon Pulsar, Beefy Burger, Cheesy burger, skinny burger big beefy gourmet burger fiskeburkare med vitlök, fiskeburkare med bacon, röbet och sött potetburkare, barbecue grillfilet, svinnacke med oregano och tomat, uttmarinerat fårfilet, brisket eller brisket, som den heter, t-bone steak, flank steak, tomahawk, laxfilet med pesto, laxfilet med citron, skampi med vitlök och urter, krispiga fiskeburkare med ost, kyllingfilet med citron och urter, kyllingavellar gyros, kyllingspidssmok, barbecue lårfilet av kylling och andra Tack för Detta är er bara någon av produkterna i Extra sitt störste grillutvalg någonsin och kommer bland annat fra Norges mest prisvinnande grillserie, Grill Perfekt. Hjertelig välkommen till en ny fredagsspecialepisode av förälderrådet. Och dag så ska jag ge er en episode som jag egentligen lagde i 2019 men som jag blev minnet om den uka här. Och den tror jag att hvis du ikke har hört på alla episoderna föräldrarodde de siste fire årene så kan det gå til du ikke har hört den här er och den är en liten juvel faktisk. Det var Lilleminis som också har varit gäst här som minnet mig på den episoden den uka här och det passade så fint för det nå på måndag så la vi jo ut en episode med psykolog Charlotte Mjelde om hur man kan ge barnen sitt god selvfølelse. Och da snakker vi massa om detta her, sånn, som vi gör hela tiden folkens, med bekräftelse av følelser och allt det där. Mycket den forskningen på hur eh, eh, man snakker med barnen sitt om følelser har blivit gjort av ett amerikansk superstjernepar som heter The Gottmans och norska psykologer och sånt, de refererar ofta till dem. Och jag har haft dem i studio i 2019 och Lilleminis denna vecka lagt på sin Instagram. Och förresten, huska höra denna gamla episoden av föräldrarådet med The för den er gå. god och det är er jeg enig. Så jag tänker att denna fredagen så ska vi gå helt till til to the Roots. Den er jo på engelsk, denne episoden, og jeg skal spille den i sin helhet med intro, introen jeg lagde i 2019 også, for jeg var så immer nervøs <laughs> før jeg skulle snakke med dem. For det er litt I, som å ha opera på besøk når man jobber med det feltet jeg sitter her og gjør. Da. Så dere får bare dømme mig nord og ned på den engelsken. Jeg tenkte jeg bare, jeg skal ikke si nummer, mer, jeg skal bare gi ordet til Tea Kleinberg i 2019, vær så god. Det er jo ikke också ofta jag blir nervös för jag ska läge podcast längre där. Men alltså då parre Julie och John Gottman var här och vi fick lov att läge två episoder med dem. Herregud. Jeg jag har aldrig varit så nervös i hela min radiokarriere som för denna praten her. Dette detta är fra från the United States of America som i 40 år har forskat på relationer, emotioner, psykologi, ikke Eh detta är er de folkka alla andra citerer på expertfronten. Det är er en ära att ha läget ikke bara en men två episoder med dem. Den episoden handlar om emotion coaching och ja, den är er på engelska, beklagar på förhand. <laughs> Min egen engelsk, men jag hoppas bara det kan bære över mig med det. Emotionell coaching då som de snakker om här är er, handlar om hur kan vi lära ungarna at alle følelser er okay hvordan kan vi best muligt møte dem det er nu lidt lettere sagt end gjort welcome to forældrerøde folkens welcome to forældrerøde doctors John and Julie Gottman I'm so happy to have you on my podcast.
2: Oh, thank you for inviting us. <laughs> thank you so
1: much. Um, can you explain to us what is emotion coaching?
2: Well, what we discovered is that there are certain parents who have a different attitude about children's emotion and their own emotion as well. Yeah. So they view a child's emotion as an opportunity for teaching or intimacy, and then they try to find out what the child is feeling. And even if there's misbehavior, they empathize with the feelings behind the misbehavior. Maybe the child was angry at his brother and knocked down his toys, his tower, but they say, oh yeah, you know, I know your brother sometimes makes me angry too. I can understand that, but it's not acceptable
1: to do that.
2: So they set limits as well. And if there is no misbehavior, they help the child problem solve and label all the emotions that the child feels. So the... Emotion coaching kind of communicates that all feelings and wishes are acceptable. Not all behavior is acceptable, though, and that's kind of the idea.
1: But uh, why does it help? You think, or what, what happens if you're good at emotion coaching with your child? I have an eight-year-old, for instance. In what way will he benefit?
2: Can I answer that for just a moment, Julie? Uh, well, you know, the when we talk to parents, a lot of times, uh, I will ask parents if they remember what felt like to be a child Mm -hmm. and a lot of people remember and then I asked them was there somebody in your life who communicated that they enjoyed your company yeah and they respected you and your feelings and usually people when they have a memory of somebody like that it's a very powerful memory kids are very aware of being small and being ignored and you know not regarded as important So when you do emotion coaching, the child really feels like you're listening. Yeah. And they can talk to you. So that what you gain with emotion coaching is that if they get in trouble in the future, they're going to come to you to talk about it. Let me add something to
3: that. So what we've seen in our research is that children who have been raised with emotion coaching have better relationships with their peers. They have fewer infectious illnesses. They do better in school. They grow up to have healthier relationships as adults. Wow. And it may be that they live
2: a little bit longer.
1: Really? Yes. Yes. That's impressive. Okay, so that's a lot of benefits.
2: Yeah, and two children with the same intelligence. If one is emotion coached at age four, we found that at age eight or nine, they have higher achievement in school. And the reason is that emotion coaching really helps a child to learn to focus attention and Uh be able to shift attention.
1: But is it about understanding what you feel? Like, what signals my body are sending to me right now? Is that basically what it, emotional intelligence or is?
3: So emotional intelligence, which is what we're helping our children to develop, is the ability to understand what you are feeling, to label what you are feeling, to give right. it a name, and to be able to express it to somebody else yeah. in a healthy way.
1: And that, I mean, I know a lot of adults who could use that, including <laughs> myself sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I have that's two true. sisters and we are very close and one of them is pregnant right now. She's going to give birth in like two weeks maybe. And we uh, have, used, have used this um, expression lately to kind of try to put a straw inside... Our bodies really get to what are we feel? What's my mm-hmm. need? And I think it's so weird that as an adult, I even find it hard to find out what I feel and mm-hmm. need sometimes. And mm-hmm. and for her, it's easier because she's pregnant and her body's. She's saying it's sending me clearer signals, signals right now. Yeah, I yeah. am hungry. Give <laughs> me food. But right. like, um, because I don't think we really learn about emotions. Let
3: me say something about that um, because I think, you know, we're all in the same boat. A lot of us in this adult generation have been raised with emotion dismissing. Oh. That is, we have been told that we shouldn't be feeling something. Instead, we should be cheerful. We should put on a happy face, yeah. right? What that teaches us to do is to ignore our own emotions. Yeah. And what eventually happens is we lose connection with our own emotional world so that as adults we're not really sure what we're feeling because we're so used to shutting down
2: our feelings
1: that's true it's like the it's like a lost signal
2: right and yeah. and our emotions really are our internal almost our souls gps in life
1: Oh, that's a good you picture know?
2: yeah so when you're angry you know it it means you have a goal that is being blocked. Yeah. When you're sad, something important is missing in your life or yeah. lost. When you're afraid, your world is not safe for you. So if you can pay attention to your emotions and also it helps you read the emotions of other people around you or important, then you respond in a way that has a lot of information because our emotions are really designed to teach us what we need.
1: And to because when a child is born, it's born without a guide to how to raise them. <laughs> Mine was uh, definitely... Um, he came out of me and there was no guidebook, like no <laughs> <Right>. instructions, nothing <laughs> came right. with him. And then you try to do your best as a mother or a father. And one of my key things always has been to talk about what I feel. And sometimes... um I was said to myself, like he's a boy growing up in 2019. He's eight years now. The best asset I can give him as a male is to be really able to talk about his feelings. That's right. Because I, f- in general, kind of a lot of men don't really know how mm-hmm. to. I, that's my impression. And I, but it, but how do I teach him what he feels like? Is it just what do I do to help my child? Uh, understand his emotion.
2: Can I say something about that? Because really, you know, we have all these skills of emotion coaching in the way we treat guests. Oh. You know, if if a guest leaves an umbrella, do we say, what's the matter with you? You're going to go to jail if you keep forgetting everything. <laughs> you know, am I your slave to run around? No, <laughs> no, we 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 call them up and say, hey, you left your umbrella. Yeah. So we treat our guests with kindness, with understanding, with empathy. So we all have these skills. And if we just apply them to our children, that's Ah. all we need.
3: Let me tell you a story. Um, So when our daughter was about one and a half years old, John thought of an incredibly wonderful way of – helping our child to label her feelings. So here's what he did. You've seen those drawings of smiley faces, right? Those emojis, we call them in the United States. (laughs) Yeah, emojis. Right? So you can draw a face that is smiling, draw a face that is looking afraid, one that looks sad, one that looks angry, and one that looks surprised. That's five different feelings, right? So what John did for um, our little one and a half year old daughter is he drew a smiley face on each of his fingers. Then when she was feeling something, he would say, which one are you feeling, honey? And she would point to one of the fingers. Then he would label the feeling he would say oh so you're feeling sad oh. i get it well what do you need and she might say you know i need my teddy bear yeah and he would give her the teddy bear so she learned very early using those little smiley faces to name her feelings mm. and to know that those feelings
2: were okay to have and to express
1: that's really smart john it was fun <laughs> <laughs> and she was only one
2: yeah and you know Sometimes I would say to her, uh, what was your day like? Grab yeah. the finger that was like your day.
1: Oh, that's an easy way to do it because I asked my son and he's like, it was fine. Like yeah. that's the that's <laughs> the response you get sometimes. Isn't uh, it? She'd,
2: she'd grab the sad finger oh. and I'd say, oh, you were sad today. What happened? Uh, and I'd guess, did you miss mommy?
1: Yeah. And
2: she'd <laughs> nod her head.
1: Oh, that's sweet. I think it's... Uh, when you just have to distinguish between good and sad and happy and frustrated, like the basic ones, mm-hmm. it's that's hard enough. But then they get mixed. And then I have my emotions when I see my son and I talk to him. I have got a mix of maybe I'm tired mm-hmm. and I don't really recognize it because I'm supposed to make him dinner. And then he's acting annoying. And then he this morning, for instance, uh, he was on his way right this morning out of uh, to go to school and he never like, he always puts on the same shoes and he runs off happy. And today he wanted another pair of shoes, Mm. but he's been growing a lot this winter. So they didn't fit him. And he took out all the shoes of the whole, like we had, and he tried out on four different pairs of shoes. Uh And he was like, I want other shoes. And I said, well, it's school starts in five minutes, honey. It's we can get you new shoes because you need them. Obviously. Um, but right now you need to leave. Like, and he uh, got so frustrated with me. And then he was like, I'm fine. I'm leaving. And then he left and I waited. I was like, what, what was that about? And then he came back and he said, the problem is not the shoes. The problem is I have a lump in my... St-. He calls it a lump when he has a bad feeling. It's like uh, something bad. Like, mm-hmm. and I, oh, That's kind of our, in origin, it's klump. But it's, he's like, I have a lump in my chest. Like, I feel something. I said, wow, really? Come on, come here. You need to give me a hug to get it away. And I didn't, we didn't have time to, because everyday life doesn't always give you time, does it? So, uh, and I was just like, okay, I don't, I didn't get an explanation for the lump this morning. Mm -hmm. And now he's still at school. Uh, But he got his old shoes and he left happy. And he was like, I'm fine, I'm good. But now I'm just like, uh, did first of all, did my emotions come in the way of seeing what he was like this morning? Because I was stressed about breakfast. That's mm. one like.
2: It I could think you be. did a great job.
1: Oh, no I you, think being you did nice. a great <laughs> job because
2: he came back and you gave him the hug, and
1: yeah. there was
2: no time. It takes time to do emotion coding. Yeah, because so you can revisit that at the end of the day and say, "Tell me more about the that lump. lump." Yeah,
1: yeah, and I love that he has the word for it—the yeah. lump.
2: Not only that, but
3: it showed that you've already been emotion coaching him because he felt safe enough to tell you what was going on inside him.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? That's true. You, you're giving me better self-esteem right now. <laughs> Thank not, you. That's,
3: well, you deserve <laughs> it.
1: Yeah. No, but I think that in, my point is that in everyday life, first of all, I fail all the time to not see exactly what's happening until afterwards and this time he told me but sometimes maybe he doesn't even tell me and i think or with other people not only with kids that like you you Mm -hmm. get confused by emotions
3: Mm -hmm. Taya, you're absolutely right you know all of us can get confused by emotions because emotions are not always clear and simple Sometimes they're mixes, like we might be really angry on the surface, but very hurt underneath Yeah, or angry on the surface and scared underneath. Mm. So sometimes it takes us a while to figure out our own emotions, let alone somebody else's emotions. That's
2: normal. And also, I would say one of the best things you can do is to make mistakes as a parent.
1: I love when people say and, that.
2: And, and come back <laughs> and say, you know, honey, uh, I need to apologize to you because th- this morning I was so angry and I was so stressed that I was impatient with you and I yelled at you. I raised my voice and I told you, get in the car, you know, mm. and, or else, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't really listen to you and I apologize. The- wow, is that a powerful thing to do with a child?
3: The wonderful thing about apologizing to a child is you're telling the child, look, I can make mistakes. I'm not perfect. You don't have to be perfect either. It's okay for you to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Then when we go back and repair them by making an apology, it makes things better and it maintains our connection to each other.
1: And also, if we lead by example, It's more likely that my kid or if I if I never tell him that I'm sorry, how why should he tell anyone that he's sorry about anything? Exactly. So that's okay. So people listening, just go home and apologize if you did something (laughs) wrong. But and also remember that you don't have to emotion coach all the time. But when you have the time, how do you do it in everyday life? Like, do you need to because when it's hectic and you pick up from kindergarten or preschool or school or whatever, and you're going to soccer practice and like life is stressful. So how should you, when should you do it and how do you do it?
2: Sometimes you can grant in fantasy what you can't grant in reality. You know, so you, let's say you're stuck in traffic and your child says, I'm thirsty. I want something to drink. <laughs> and you don't have anything. You know, you can say, you know, the typical parent would say, you know, later I'll get you something to drink. But you can also say, wouldn't it be wonderful if we had some ice cream right now?
1: Oh, yeah. Wow.
2: And what, what, would you want chocolate or vanilla or strawberry? Would you want sprinkles on it? And in fantasy, you can really empathize with the child being thirsty or wanting ice cream. So you can go with it. Yeah, go with it.
3: So let's talk about emotion coaching. So basically what you do is you notice, if you can, pay attention to small ways that your child may be expressing an emotion. It may not be words. It may be that they look sad or that they're frustrated and stomping around the house. So what you would do is say, hey, honey, can we talk a little bit? tell me what's going on. You look like you might be sad. Is Mm. that what's going on? And your child might say, well, yeah, maybe a little bit. Honey, I really want to hear more. Tell me more. What's making you sad? Your child hopefully can say, well, you know, Jimmy didn't want to play with me today. Oh, no wonder you're sad. So you're saying, It's okay to have that feeling. Yeah. I understand. We call that empathy, right? Yeah. So you empathize with your child's feeling. Then you can say, so what did you do next? There's where you can deal with the behavior. Well, I hit Jimmy over the head to get his attention. Oh, no. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. You say, well, you know, honey, I understand that you were sad, But it's not a good idea to hit anybody. You know, there's the behavior change. How about next time you use your words and say, Jimmy, can I play with you? Yeah. Say what you need. That will work better for you. So you always empathize with the child's emotion. And then if the behavior needs to be addressed, you can do it afterwards.
1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, yesterday my son got upset with me again. It, um, yeah, we, we have a good time lately. It's not been a lot of fights, but he, but we have, uh, yesterday I was picking him up and then I was on the phone, like a really important phone call just when he came out of the school door. And so he was looking at me and I was looking at him. And I know that this moment is important, but this doctor called me about something even more important just at that moment from a hospital. So I really had to juggle like two important moments at the time. So I told my friend, like my my son with uh, with my hand, like, I'm sorry, I have to finish this phone call, like with mimics. And then um, I talked through with the uh, the doctor on the phone about something else. And I hung up and he was kind of angry, frustrated. And he was expressing it like he was frustrated with, with uh, like what we were going to have for dinner and also about our plans. And I kind of understood that it was not because he was showing me that he was frustrated. But he thought and was very assertive about that this is about what I say it is about. And not about you rejecting me, mom. So when a child, you know as a parent that they are tired, for instance, and they tell you that they're angry because they can't have chocolate for dinner. So how do you do both things? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They express one feeling and then you obviously can see that they have another one. What Mm -hmm. do you do? Like, do you... um, Because you need to assert, like, say it's okay to feel that and blah, 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 but you can't have chocolate for dinner or... Uh, you, how you
2: what you do? Well, you want to be careful to not invalidate a child's feelings. Yeah. Because then they, they lose confidence in their own instincts, their yeah. own intuitions. So you kind of want to, even though you know better, you kind of want to go with what the child's perceptions are in okay. the moment. And, you know, it may not be the most insightful, but, you know, it's good enough.
1: Yeah, that's what I did yesterday. I said, Okay, I'm sorry about dinner. Like that's what I have planned and I'm so sorry. And I just gave him like everything right. Like I understand. Yeah, that's horrible. Like our plan we can change our plans. Like we can do something else. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And then he came um he became more calm. And then he said it's really about the phone call, Mom. <laughs> and then yay. I felt like, yes. Wow. <laughs> Good. Jackpot. He arrived at it himself. S- wow. And I said, I'm so sorry about the phone call. I really am so sorry. Uh, and then I felt like inside of me there was a little choir going, yay, hey. yay.
2: <laughs> You know, another thing you did that is Great. really wonderful there is that you gave him choices. And parents often think that they teach responsibility to their children by giving them a lot of chores, yeah, and then getting angry with them when they don't do the chores very well, but you don't learn responsibility by chores, you learn responsibility by making choices, yeah, and of course, because he's a child, he's going to make some childish choices <laughs> and, <laughs> definitely, and then gradually wisdom will increase, and he'll learn responsibility. By making bad choices and good choices as well. That's mm. the way k- kids learn responsibility.
1: So if we uh, we can't do it all the time, we, if we when we have the time and when we understand that our kids are looking for us to validate their emotion or to help them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you have the time to sit down, accept what they are feeling, just yes. show them that that's you understand that you're frustrated or sad or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then the. But the key point here is that you don't – that doesn't mean that you have to go along with what the kid demands. Right. That's the key point because if not, we will just be like helicopter parents
2: doing whatever they want. In our research, we found a group of parents who were very empathetic toward their children, but they never set limits. They never communicated what their values are to the child. And those children actually didn't turn out very well. They became quite aggressive. Really? Children need limits. Yeah.
1: So you have to do both. Like accept the feeling, whatever it is, even though if you feel like it's unfair mm-hmm. as a parent that he is or she is angry with you. Mm-hmm. At the same time, say, yes, I see that you want ice cream. I, I know that you want, but it's two in the morning. You can not have ice cream right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, and it sounds kind of easy, but it's not. I, are you guys good at this?
3: Not always. Not always. You know, a lot of times um, we used to make the mistake. Our daughter is now 28 years old. So thank God, you know, we don't have to worry (laughs) about it anymore. Right. But, you know, we used to make mistakes all the time. There are no perfect parents. Mm -hmm. So our daughter might really be pushing uh, to stay up later. And we know that she's tired. We know that she really should go to bed. But we're really tired. And we don't want to fight, right? So we might say, okay, all right, all right. You know, we'll give you another 10 minutes, something like that. At the end of 10 minutes, she may say, I don't want to go to bed. I want another 10 minutes. Then again, you know, we're facing, are we going to set that limit? So some of the time we could and some of the time, yeah, you know, we didn't. But fortunately, she turned out Okay. We're happy. You know, poor kid. She had to be raised by two psychologists. And needless to say, she's not becoming a psychologist.
1: Really? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, okay, so um, if someone listening right now thinks like, oh, wow, I, I don't do this at all. I don't talk to, I don't deal with emotions. I don't deal with my own emotions. I feel embarrassed or it's too hard for me. And I've never done that with my kids. I don't want to shame anyone. So what could they do like today Mm. when we walk away from, when they put away the phone and they go to get their kids? What is one Mm. thing they could do today?
3: I have a a thing that we used to do at our dinner table that I really love. And it's really so simple. Anybody can do it. You ask your child, so what were the highlights and the lowlights of your day? Oh, at like the highlights list. and the low lights. Yeah. You know, the the good, the best thing that happened today and the worst thing that happened today. I'd love to hear about it. And then just be quiet and see what your child says. And with each thing you they say, you can respond if it's a highlight, say, that was that sounds wonderful. That sounds great. With the low light, you can say, Oh, what a bummer. Yeah, That's too bad. Good enough. That's great. That's a wonderful way to start.
1: Oh, that's a good advice. Because I think people, as parents, we feel like we need to fix our kids' problems. Mm. Right. That's our job. That's why I think we're so into, like, making them not cry or just, like, take them out of mm-hmm. agony for whatever reason. And then we forget to stop and pause on the I understand you step. Right. right. I remember once when my child was like, he was two and a half. It had been a long day. I was obsessed about being this great mom making like fish for dinner. And he was laying on the floor playing with a car or something. And he was like, multiple times he was saying like, ah, "Mom, the car is wrong color or whatever. And I, I, went, I went down, I gave him a new car. I like patted him on the head, like gave him a little bit of attention back to the important dinner I had to make for us and then after a couple of times he said to me like I don't want you uh, to just give me a new car I want comfort he said that in a region like I want I want comfort wow and i just read at that time a book about like expressing emotions and everything and i was like wow you're telling me i'm not listening like i turned off the whatever fish the thing i was making I just dropped everything and sat down with him and he was like, I just I just need to cry just a little. And I just <laughs> took him and I felt like you're teaching me because I was Aww. reading this book about my own emotions. Yeah. And then he was right there, like straight from the source of a two and a half year old telling wow. me what he needed.
2: That's an amazing kid. That is so beautiful.
1: But I think a lot of kids are like that. We get confused by society telling us not to tell everyone how we feel because we will feel ashamed. Or and whatever. the great
2: thing was you stopped what you were doing. Yeah, the, And you sat down with him, and he could tell you that he needed comfort, and you could give it.
1: Yeah, and that helped. Like that day, we had like a sandwich for dinner, but we had the best time. Uh-huh. And I felt like I I now understand what that book was about. It's just I'm not listening. Mm-hmm. And I still don't think I'm listening. I don't think I have time. I think we're all kind of stressed a lot of the time and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you sometimes you get that little window of opportunity to... Listen. If it's a it could be a coworker or a partner or kids, and just take their words like directly as a message for what you need. Well, right. you
2: respected him. Yeah. Think of how powerful that is for him to realize that what he feels matters to his mother. That See, is that's amazing. an
3: expression of love. Yeah. That's the expression of love that his feelings, his heart, his soul are more important than the fo- the fish cooking <laughs> on the stove. Yeah. Right? Every human being needs connection, whether it's a little human being or a big human being. Yeah. And the way that we achieve connection the best is through connecting through our emotions.
1: I'm just stating the, now I'm just telling stories about how great I do that job as a mother <laughs> but I'm a lot of the time when I don't see I, I can I think that we have those great moments and then we have um like at least 65% of the moments where we don't understand what's going on or right. we're too preoccupied but how many times do we have to do it right to make it good enough do you know exactly
3: any? 2.7593 <laughs> thank you who knows who no. knows you know, I think there's no right answer for that because, you know, every person is different. Every child is different. But the the wonderful thing is that children are endlessly forgiving. Yeah. Right? Endlessly accepting. I know that, you know, I made a ton of mistakes with our daughter. I know I did. Yet, she was always ready to give me another chance, you know, oh, if I yelled or something. Too. Well, that's the way children are. Yeah. Children are instinctively good-hearted, and that means loving, accepting, sometimes forgiving. So it's okay to make mistakes because our kids will come right on back and give us another chance.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, um... In every episode, I try to kind of summarize what we've been talking about. I'll try to do that in English and with you guys sitting watching me. Okay, so guys listening to this podcast, people, folkens, Staruta, Staruta, The most important thing about... you, The most important thing you can teach your child, because we have to teach them a lot of things, but if there's one thing more important than all others, it's to show them that every... A feeling that they have is okay to have and um, that uh, if they're angry or upset or happy or enthusiastic or whatever they're feeling we need to sit with them in the moment and just give it a couple of the time that you have but just like to validate that that feeling is okay and uh, at the same time you can explain to them what feeling they have so that they learn for themselves to speak up and say what they're feeling later And to show them that it's okay. And then it doesn't mean that you have to do. Exactly what they want. (laughs) That's really important. That if they're angry or upset. or uh, They're upset because they don't get ice cream for dinner. You can say I really understand that. It would be great to have ice cream for dinner every day. But we're still not going to have it today. So the point is to. mm, It's one rule you can apply to everything. It's just like to see them when they have that emotion. And when you don't. It's also okay because you can go back and say, I'm sorry. And uh, you don't have to do it perfectly all of the time.
2: Right.
3: Perfect. Is there anything? See, that's the perfect perfect podcast
1: commentator. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming to my podcast.
2: You're very welcome. Thank Thank you for inviting us. Thank
1: you. Jeg husker at jeg var så svett under armen etter at jeg var ferdig med dette intervjuet. Nå er det Thea i 2023 som snakker igen. Men jeg, jeg, har ikke, jeg blir vanligvis ikke så veldig svett. Med fare for å gi for mye info. Og meg selv så er det sånn at jeg, jeg pleier ikke gang å bruke det jo, for jeg svetter ikke noe særlig under armen. Jeg. Men efter det intervjuet der, så var jeg. Altså, jeg hadde skikkelig svettringer. Det er overraskende rart å snakke engelsk med to sånne Americans. Men er det enige med meg at och höra på amerikaner och snacka är er liksom man føler att man blir hänsad till en film eller jag blir liksom beroliget av det bara att höra dem. Jag blev det nog igen och vad höra det igen, selvom det är länge sedan. Det de stressringarna och närmarna, de har tørket tiden den gång. Jag har fortsatt med eh och om følelser med ungen min. Och det är er uppfordringen min nå till det alla sammen in i helgen, Ikke bara att göra det med barnen, Ikke, ikke bara ha det der eh emotionella språk i mången. Eh, ikke för att det ska vara flinker eller bedre med mennesker eller föräldrar, men fordi det där er väldigt många problematiska situationer i folkens som blir lättare hvis man bara brukligt tid på att bekräfta folks følelser. Så in i denna helgen här, oavsett vad du måtte møte på, hvis du har en kollega som ringer och bara "Ach, detta och detta er dritt och detta och detta er dritt" eller hvis kärleken din är er jämpesliten eller hvis en vän ringer och og klagar och og ettlant oavsett hvilke negativa eller positiva følelser som kommer din väg kankey du testa här helgen och så si sån ja jag känner kämpa off är er du lei deg? Bare bara bekräftelse 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 prövå avstå och og ge någon som helst råd eller då peka på någon som helst lösning och se vad som sker. hvis du bara bli med och synker ned i djurman som det kan kännas så da, med ungarna din eller kärleken din. Min syster, nämligen Katja, har jag sagt det många gånger i de systerspecialerna. Det är er kortaste vägen till målet, väldigt, väldigt ofta. Inte ge råd, bara säga si sån "uff, ja ville du ha choklad till frukost och så ville inte jag ge det." Ah, det skön jag Ja, mamma är er dödskip. Choklad, tänk så deilt det varit då. Vet du vad? Choklad jag vill ha till frukost. Jag vill att fyrklöver smältas över en annan Och bara, sånt med barnet ditt eller kärleken din ned i det som er drömmen eller klagen. Hvis du gör det så vill jag gärna höra hvordan det gick. Send mig en melding på Instagram, hvis du gider. Det är er nemlig et magiskt trix. Okej, okay? så det var en friendly reminder för att du ska få en chillare helg för det är er upptatt av vad du ska få. Det förtjänar du. Tusen takk for att dere sender meldinger og engasjerer dere eh, så mye i denne og også i disse spesialene. Hvis du har en gjest du vil at jeg skal hente inn, et menneske du vil at jeg skal snakke med, det kan være en kjendis, det kan være noen du har lest boka til, det kan være en du kjenner, send meg det på på Instagram. Eh, jeg booker inn. Til neste gang, ta vare på deg selv, ta vare på ungen din, og lykke til!
0: Produsert av Klinge.